What's happening? Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Let's go over to the phones and get started with Victory, who is listening in Alabama. Victory, what's going on? Hey, I was just calling to see if you could give any, like, a newly graduated college student advice on, like, applying for jobs and how to be the best version of myself going into interviews. Oh, that's pretty cool. How did, uh... How'd school go? You feel good about it? I feel great about it. I want to sign up for more. I graduated with a degree in psychology with a minor in criminal justice and dance, and I'm applying for jobs as a juvenile probation officer. Wow. Where does the dance come in? <laughs> Originally, my plan was to teach dance as like a therapy mechanism in oh, that's cool. detention centers for kids, and I realized I don't need a degree to do that. I was in my therapist's office last week, and he likes at times for me to do uh, exercises like physical, like he's like, all right, let's let's stand up and do this breathing exercise, or let's. I hate that stuff. I just want to sit there and talk and get to the root. <laughs> and we did one, we did one breathing exercise. I love my therapist, and we did a one, and I'm like doing, and I feel ridiculous doing it. I don't even like doing it, but you know what? I'll take one for the team. I'll do a little breathing exercise. So he's like, all right, imagine this, do this. He's like, how'd you feel? I'm like, I mean, I, br- I breathe a lot, like I've, I'm got an oxygen rush, I guess. And he's like, okay, let's do another one. I'm like, I don't want, I don't think so. And he's like, you don't want to do another one? I said, nah, I'm good. He goes, I appreciate that. He goes, most people will just do it and not be, uh, you know, not, not be present in it or do it and just, they're just killing time. He goes, I like it that you said no. And I was like, there's a lot more where that came from. <laughs> oh. But I don't want, I don't want to get up and do some tr- trust. Uh. Okay. Well, to put a name to it, it's that's, he's doing experiential therapy. And I think mm-hmm. once you start to allow yourself when you're ready It'll help you. Let me check my phone. Uh, it looks like I'm going to be ready. Never wear a third. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. I like my experimental therapy to be... Experiential. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I like for it to be like me talking about stuff. Yeah. Well, that's good. Him Talk therapy is good too. Yeah. I think it's all good, but yeah, you you have to be ready. Okay. Here's your answer, Victory. By the way, congratulations on your graduation. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And if you can, and, you know, you have the ability and you have the, the, you know, the money to go back to school... Great. Do that, too, Um, because they can never take an education away from you, regardless of what you do. But here, now that I'm an old feller, 41 years old, here's the the one consistent thing I see in successful people. They show up on time, and they have a good attitude. People will come from different backgrounds, different advantages. They will come from all with with different life stories. And for real. And it's, you're, it, it sounds so simple, but sometimes people forget the simple things. And they, they focus on things um, that, are, that are way more complex. But if you show up on time and have a good attitude and have a good work ethic, you will go so far in life. The two things you can control are your attitude and your work ethic. You can't control anything else. Your boss any day can go, you know what? I'm tired of this. You're fired. Your boss could get fired and the new boss could go, well, you're not my people. I want my people. Mm, you're fired. But what you can control is you your attitude, and your work ethic. So make sure you're on time and make sure you get a smile on your face ready to go. Just generally, that's the story of successful people. And I wish I had some better answer that was like, well, you know, at 3.33 every day, if you focus on, nope, it's show up, have a good attitude, and have a good work ethic. And it sounds like you're ready to go. I mean, I think you got this, right? I mean, I hope so. Hoping to work for a few years and then go back and get my PhD in forensic psychology. So, definitely staying in the criminal justice system forever. Dang, that is a that's a lot. Well, that's it's awesome. Are. She knows oh. what she wants. It's like a TV show. Yeah, it's like CSI, CSI. victory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations. Thank you for calling us. And you know, I hope my advice 
resonates a little bit. You're young, so you probably won't listen until you get my age, and then you're like, well, he had a point, and then you'll pass it on to a kid, and the kid will be like, that's stupid. Same, you know, circle of life. It is the circle of life. That is true. Well, thank you so much. In studio, y'all have a great day. All right, Victory. Bye-bye. Congratulations. All right, let's open up the mailbag. Here we go. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. Okay, we are now firmly into 2022, which means for me it's time to start packing away the holiday decorations. My wife has other thoughts, though. Yesterday, I started getting out the storage boxes to begin packing away the stuff And she screamed at me. She does not understand why I'm in such a hurry and thinks we should keep things up for another week. I want to get it done before I have to head back to work because I'll be too exhausted once that happens. But she will not budge. I told her if she wants to wait, she can take everything down herself, which did not go over well. (laughs) Am I wrong in this scenario? What should I have done? Signed, Jacob. What's the appropriate date to take everything down by? I I feel like for every family, it's different. And some people are like the day after Christmas. Other people are February 14th. Who takes it on the day after Christmas? That's fast. We got to clean up the house for three days. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh -uh. One of my neighbors, they had wreaths, all the things. Their house on the outside looked really cute. December 26th, everything was gone. Mm. I think this allows you to have a conversation for next year more than anything. To say, okay, we need to have an agreed upon date to take everything down. Is it January 10th? You know, is it February 1st? Our stuff is still up. And you know what? I'm kind of over it. Oh, wow. Mine's up. I'm not. Mm. I love it. No, I'm over it. It's not Christmas anymore. It will not be Christmas for a long time. I can't wait for Christmas this year. (laughs) (laughs) It's in a year. This is the best time of the year. I know it's 12 months away, but I can't wait. (laughs) What do you think about this situation here? I feel like he's a little aggressive. I mean, he starts the email off with, we are firmly into 2022. Yeah, we're pretty firm. No, pump the brakes. It's still the beginning. No, but we're firmly into the year. Okay. I mean, I just think he needs to have a conversation and say, hey, you know I'm starting work soon. He shouldn't have just aggressively gotten the boxes and started wanting to take everything down. He should have approached her and said, Why hey. did he aggressively get the boxes? He sounds You're man-hating right now that's for no reason. He, yeah. he, You're he man-hating. Sound, he sounds aggressive. You know <laughs> why? He used the word firmly. Uh, You're you know, man- okay, okay, but let's admit I have you're another, man-hating. I have another example. Go ahead. He said... Um, I'm going to be too tired, and if you want to take them down all by yourself later, that's aggressive. That is someone who was deciding, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it now because I'll be really tired, and I'll be in an even worse mood later. Sounds like someone didn't communicate thoughtfully. It sounds like he needs to say to her, I hear you. I will act (laughs) accordingly, but we're going to take this down together, and I'm not going to do it all by myself. Mm. Now. <laughs> no, no, not no, now. no, no, not now, okay. <laughs> yeah, not now. But it it allows two things: one, they're going to have to come up with a time when they can do this together, and then secondly, come up with a plan for next year. Like we need to figure out a date to take this stuff all down by. Yeah, expectations are so important. So if you start having the conversation now, next year this won't be an issue. But I feel like putting Christmas decorations up and taking them down probably causes more fights than we think. But Amy, she screamed at him in this email. You're talking about him. Because she was she scre- shocked. She screamed his- at him. Hold on. She <laughs> screamed at him for getting boxes together and trying to straighten up the house and take down the decorations that probably should start to be taken down. In your opinion. No, no. But she screamed at him. The email says that. Yeah, because no she was shocked scream. by his aggressive behavior. Yeah, okay. You're a man hater. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, listen, Jacob, you're going to have to compromise on this. Decide on a date to do it together. And then make a plan for next year, man, because this is not a situation you want to be in every single year. 
I would like to take mine down soon. And I and I don't think Caitlin cares. She's like, yeah, take it down whenever you want. Okay. After Christmas, it's mostly when can we take it down when the dogs are not in the house because they like to destroy the Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah but next week he'll be tired. Yeah, he's yeah, got to work. He's working. <laughs> yeah, he's working. <laughs> How do we know she's not working? She maybe she yeah, is. She, she he, alludes to it. He yeah. I feel to like that. we clearly have gaps in the story. Okay, <laughs> I, no gaps here. Uh, Jacob, thank you for the email. You're gonna have to take the L on this one. Uh, good luck, buddy. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's time for the new season of Elder versus Millennial. Eddie, the oldest on our show, versus Morgan, number two, the youngest on our show, answering trivia questions about each other's generation. Here we go. Eddie is the reigning champ. Let's meet our competitors. Up first, he's the dad of four, the Hispanic who don't panic. He claims he's five foot 11 inches, and he just taught his son a lesson with bologna sandwiches. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, it's a rough rhyme, but yeah. yeah. It is producer Eddie! Yeah! His opponent, she runs all of our digital. She's a vegetarian, so she doesn't eat steak. And she posted a picture of her secret boyfriend over the break. It's Morgan, number two. <laughs> Which, by the way, I did see the picture, and it wasn't full frontal face. Nope. It was like just beard and head down. Still secretive. So you're like ankle deep in the water now? You know, just tiptoeing, just putting a little bit out there at a time. But anybody who cares can figure it out. If they really cared, maybe. I mean, like, all of our close friends and family obviously know, and everybody here knows who it is, but... That B-team page figured it out. But yeah. you know what they do? They do a good job of shutting it down when anyone says anything. They They're do. Like, they take it right off there. Well, and there's still people making, like, different accusations. I'm like, how... I, how do you guys even think I would date these people? Like, they're they're famous people. I'm like, guys, that's not happening. What's well, Riley Green, right? Yeah. <laughs> is it not? Oh, it's Ch- Chase Rice, right? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is not either one of those two. I'm just kidding. Okay, let's play Elder versus Millennial. Eddie, you're up first. Let's go. These are all questions that Morgan number two would probably know the answer to. Let's go. What store would you be walking into if you were greeted by a shirtless male greeter in the mm-hmm. front of the store in the mall in the 2000s. A shirtless male oh. greeter? Mm-hmm. Not a store I've ever been to. <laughs> what store would you be walking into if you were greeted by a shirtless male greeter in front of the store at the mall in the 2000s? Abercrombie and Fitch, maybe? I don't know. I have no idea. So your answer? Yeah, I guess. That's correct. Whoa! Okay. I would see them. I'd walk by the mall. There'd be some dude in jeans and no shirt. Like, the, the, the greeter. Dude, I don't remember that at all. Well, you just got it right. Yeah, well, I just guessed. I think you knew, no, didn't you? No, no, no. I, have no, like... I have no idea. Hey, yeah. That shirt is Abercrombie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Eddie, which MTV dating show would provide weird facts about the contestants as they walked off a bus? Ooh, the only show I know that had a bus or any kind of, like, big truck was uh, Road Rules. So give me Road Rules. That's incorrect. It's not a dating show. Oh, that's true. Which MTV dating show would provide weird facts, Morgan, about the contestants as they walked off a bus? Next. Correct. Oh. Never heard of it. Nice. That was a good show. This is the theme song to which Disney Channel TV show that premiered in 2005? Yes. 
the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Correct. What? Finally, <laughs> I got it. After all the weeks and weeks and weeks of guessing that. Yes. That is correct. Eddie 2, Morgan 1. Let's go. <laughs> Morgan, I'm going to ask you questions that Eddie would probably know the answer to. All right. Who is the lead singer of Limp Biscuit? Here's a clip of their song, Nookie. The lead singer of Limp Biscuit. Gosh, I don't. There's a there's a lead singer, Chris, but I don't know if that's the same one. Chris Cornell. Oh. Incorrect. Oh. Is that at least a rock singer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, R.I.P. It is. Eddie. That's Fred Durst. Fred Durst is correct. Good. All right, next up. What's the name of the sitcom that follows Al Bundy, a once glorious high school football player, Turned hard luck women's shoe salesman. And here's a clip of the theme song. Love and marriage, love and marriage. Go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brother. You can't have one without the other. Love and I have no idea. Like nothing at all is no, in my nothing brain. Nothing comes to your mind. Um... Can you, can you repeat the plot of it? Yeah. A once glorious high school football player turns hard luck women's shoe salesman. His name was Al Bundy. The Bundy Show. Incorrect. <laughs> Eddie? That's married with children, Bones. That is correct. <gasps> Man. All right. Final question here. And that's the way it is. Was a signature phrase by Walter Cronkite. What was his profession? Here's a clip of his signature phrase. And that's the way it is. Friday, March 6th, 1981. And, and what was his profession mm-hmm. is what I'm trying... What? Oh, my lantern. Are these questions from the 60s, Eddie? I think so. This actually. one might be, actually. <gasps> <laughs> I'm just, I mean, he sounds like it. A broadcaster. I'll take it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is that... Did, did Eddie win? Yeah, yeah I pretty did. Pretty easily. Woo! All right, there he is. Eddie's a big winner. Let's go. Four to two. Eddie takes the lead. Happy New Year. Eddie wins most games now. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see. Uh, Eddie, what would you like to say? Uh, thank you for supporting me all these years, and 2022 is going to be another year for me. Victory, baby! What's happening with your voice? I have no idea. Like, as we go on, I'm like, ugh. I cannot clear it. Allergies or exhaustion? I, I mean, I've, I've been like this for about five days, so I'm assuming it's allergies. I have no idea. Oh, oh everybody starts backing I'm away like, from me. Can you <laughs> smell and taste? Yeah, yeah. Well, but the I don't new feel variant, terrible. you don't lose smell and taste. Oh, dang it. Have yeah. you been I to Florida last recently? Night, no. I, I was eating jelly toast and I was like, I don't know that I taste this. Oh, great. And but it was my mind. Um, I don't know. And then I tasted it. Thank goodness. Wait, what? <laughs> All of a sudden. Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. The Grammys have been postponed. The show was set to happen on January 31st. The Recording Academy issued a statement citing the uncertainty of the current strand of COVID as the reason and said a new date will be announced soon. Rockabye Baby has put together lullaby renditions of Blake Shelton's music. The collection of his biggest hits turned into lullabies will be out on February 4th. Dirk Bentley is back in the studio working on his new album and he shared what it may sound like. Pretty different than the the current songs I've had out gone and, and beers on me. Um, trying to draw on some stuff I've done in the past. Albums like Modern Day Drifter, but still give it a, a contemporary feel. I'm Morgan number two. 
That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's a group of knitters in South Carolina that every year they knit scarves, hats, gloves because they have an organization called I Am Not Lost. And then New Year's Day, they go out and hang them on bridges, fences, all over town. So that way the homeless and people that don't have them can use them. So they knitted 3,000 items this year. Wow. They went and put them out and they said, I am not lost. If you need to be warm, you can take me and use me. We love you. Love that. That's pretty cool. Good for them. Spent a lot of time, a lot of effort all year long getting ready for that. All year long. And so now the New Year's here, so they'll start up and they'll knit all year. And the (laughs) knitters will go out next January 1st and drop off all the things around town. Sometimes I need that. I'll be out waiting for the yes. Uber Eats driver to come to the house, and I'm in cutoffs and no socks. Oh. I just wish somewhere there were some mittens and some socks around. Yeah. I could just walk back in the house, I guess, but <laughs> not the same. But sometimes I wish I could just find a little something. That's an awesome story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, sports quiz. The Seattle Kraken play what sport? Hockey. Correct. Nice job. Wow. Yeah. They're in the NHL. So there was a game. It was the Kraken and the Canucks, who are from, ooh, where are the Canucks from? <laughs> Kentucky. Mm, Vancouver. <laughs> Hockey team. Although the Kentucky, wait, the Kentucky Canucks. That would be a hard one to That's say. That's funny. The Kentucky Canucks. So anyway, this woman was at the game, and she sees one of the equipment managers for the Canucks. In the back of his neck, he has a mole. And she's like, that does not look good. So she, on her phone, she writes a message to him. And in bold, red bold, the words mole doctor and cancer. And so the guy's like, huh? So he went and got it checked out. Turns out it was cancerous. Oh, oh, my goodness. But had she not seen it sitting behind the bench, he would have never known. And now uh, they gave her $10,000 for medical school after being credited with helping to save the life of a National Hockey League coach. Wow. wow. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. The Vancouver Canucks and Seattle Kraken surprised the woman, Nadia, 22 years old, at their game Saturday night in Seattle. She was at the game back a couple months ago. When she said she saw the mole and was like, that does not look good. That looks like it could be cancerous. And so she wrote that on her phone, put it up against the plexiglass. And you got to think, a lot of people are holding a lot of things up against plexiglass. <laughs> and so the guy went to the doctor and malignant meloma, uh, melanoma in phase two. Wow. And the doctor said the detection saved his life. Mm. So it's a, basically, tell me something good. Yeah. But if someone had told, like if I'm doing Instagram live and someone's like, oh, you have cancer. I'm like... Swipe. Block. Totally. Block. <laughs> like, this guy listened. Good for him. Yeah. I listened when a listener told me I might have melanoma in my thumb. And did you? I didn't. I had a doctor check it out, and it turns out I just had, like, nail trauma to the bed of my nail. But the bla- there was a black line, and I was it was actually at my dad's funeral. I was holding up a bottle of Coke and peanuts because we had those out because that was my dad's favorite road trip snack. And I just took a picture of the Coke and peanuts, but my thumb was in it. And a listener could said tried to get a hold of me, but couldn't. So bought a cameo from Ray for 40 bucks. And she's like, hey, I don't want a cameo. I just want to make sure that this gets to Amy. Wow. And so then Ray and Bay send me a screenshot of her saying she lost her thumb because of it. So she's sensitive and looks out for things. And she said, hey, I lost a finger. I just noticed this black line in your nail bed. Go get it checked out. So I did. I went to the doctor, and it wasn't anything. But, I mean, for a couple of days, I was kind of freaking out that I had um, melanoma in my thumbnail. But then it also taught me, too, when you go to the dermatologist, don't have fingernail polish on because that's an area they need to inspect as well. Mostly people tell me, hey, shave your earlobes. Gross. Because <laughs> I have hair growing off. Yeah. It's never about I'm dying. It's like, hey, 
that. You just look gross. Yeah, like shave your earlobes. Hey, Ray, did you keep the money from that woman? I want to say that we didn't charge. No, you, why no, are you laughing? Here's what we did. Here's why are you laughing, did. Ray? <laughs> Let him talk, Ray. Amy. Yeah, Amy, hold on, know, hold on. Ray, what happened? They bought a cameo from Ray and Bay, and then what happened? Yes, I believe Cameo forces you to take the money, and I think we still did a message. We talked to her, told her a lot of cool stuff about the show. We created a good Cameo, and then we told Amy as well. Okay, Ray, you don't remember what we did? No, what did we do? Okay, Ray and I decided to make a Cameo in the glass room, and we said, thank you, you're awesome, we appreciate you, and Ray and I sent her a video message thanking her. So you hopped into Ray's Cameo. To thank her. Let me tell you something about this. Ray's cameo life. He does these great cameos for listeners. Him and his his wife, they get on, they have the cat, they do cameo. I bought a cameo from Ray once. It was like 10 seconds for my birthday. It was like, hey, do something special. And he's like, hey, happy birthday. It, it was gone. I got the worst cameo. I also put on an Arkansas baseball jersey. We made it themed since you're an Arkansas guy. Yeah, but I'm watching. Oh, you're up to $44? We did have to pump it up a tad. Why? There was too many coming in. We weren't able to keep up with them. And a lot of people have been doing 24 hours which it's such a quick turnaround, so we had to limit the number that are coming in. Ray and Bay living on the west side of Nashville. Ray's on the critically acclaimed Bobby Bone Show. We just had a fairy tale <laughs> wedding. We have a cat named Pablo that likes to join on videos. Forty-four dollars for a Ray and Bay cameo. It's well worth it. Yeah. It was so you were in a like a I don't know. We'll call it a drought for a little bit. He said he wasn't getting any, like and now nickel. now he's in demand. So. Quickly? Yeah, what was that change about? Uh, probably we talked about it on the show, I think. Oh, oh you're about to go up again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get you a Ray and Bay cameo. But that is an interesting way that they got a hold of us. Mm-hmm. They went and bought a cameo, and then now they're going to do all that. That's what people are going to do, <laughs> buy cameos from Ray to send us messages now. <laughs> all right, these are country songs that are turning 30 this year. And there are some, you know, monsters. John Anderson, Straight Tequila Night. Ooh. That song feels a lot older, though. Yeah, a lot older. I Maybe because John Anderson is a lot older, and I associate him with being five years old. You know, not 11, mm-hmm. which is what it's been for me. Uh, Sawyer Brown, Some Girls Do. But I ain't white trash. Wild and a little crazy, too. Some girls don't like boys like me. Oh, but some girls do. That's a jam. They played that with us at the Million Dollar Show, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Garth Brooks, The River, spent only one week at number one. Whoa. Which is crazy. One, one of his best songs. George Strait, I Cross My Heart. I cross my heart. Spent two weeks at number one. Not one of the biggest songs uh, that's 30 years old. Uh, Alabama. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. 30 years old. Okay, we're going to get in the top five songs now. All these songs turn 30 this year. At number five, maybe... You could put a top five of all time in country songs. Brooks and Dunn, Neon Moon. I spend most every night beneath the light of a neon moon. It's weird to see what crap stays on the chart for like four weeks now, but Brooks and Dunn, Neon Moon was only a two-week number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, really one of the best country songs of all time. At number four, Winona, No One Else on Earth. No one else on earth. I can't really hit that one. Yeah, that's really high. Yeah. Break my heart the way you do. No one else on earth. Got that's it. tough. I didn't. That's tough. <laughs> no one can hurt Come on, me like. No one can hurt me like you. Is it hurt or love? I don't know. I don't know. Love, okay. probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, Garth Brooks at number three. This was a four-week number one. What she's doing now. Oh, what she do. Which is crazy because that's not as good as the river. No. 
We all agree that what she's doing now is not as good as River. Same album, though, right? Same time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amy? Yeah, no, I agree. River all the way. At number two, Brooks and Dunn, Boot Scootin' Boogie. Spent four weeks at number one. Good song, but the dance, doing the boot scoot, the video made this song such a smash. All right, so this is the biggest song that is 30 years old. Five weeks at number one. I could say anyone have a guess, but you're not going to guess it. Because it's like, guess a song from the 90s, basically. Yeah. Five weeks at number one. It was a dance, too. Achy no. Breaky? Achy Breaky Heart. Wow. Billy Ray Cyrus. Wow. I want to say something about Billy Ray Cyrus for a second. Because he gets the, the harsh criticism of being a one-hit wonder, which he's not. And I'd like to explain why. Billy Ray Cyrus is a country artist. He had one hit on the pop chart. And so those people call him a one-hit wonder. People in country music should not call Billy Ray Cyrus a one-hit wonder. Where am I going to live when I get home? Some gave all. He had other hits on our chart. But I guess if you're talking about Chumbawamba, Lubega, Mambo Number no. 5, <laughs> it fits in that category. But anyone in country music that says Billy Ray Cyrus was a one-hit wonder, they just don't know country music. And they're just listening to you know BuzzFeed articles to go, one-hit wonder. So unfair to call Billy Ray Cyrus a one-hit wonder. Because we would never call a country artist with three or four hits. We wouldn't call Jimmy Allen a one-hit wonder. Right. He's got multiple number ones uh, on the country chart. But Achy Breaky Heart is the biggest song. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Hey, Bobby. My dad watched the Nashville Big Bash New Year's Eve show that you hosted. And my dad is 65. Love him to death, but he can be a bit grumpy. And he loved your show. He thought you were so hilarious. He made it a point today to call me to tell me how much he loved the New Year's Eve show that you hosted. And he just thought you did such a good job and that you were so funny. So, Bobby, I just wanted to say thank you for helping my dad ring in the new year in a really fun, loving, um, happy way. Uh, thanks for that call. was super proud of the show. It did pretty good for its first year. It was CBS's first time to do a New Year's show. And Nashville hasn't had a big New Year's show in forever, if ever. And so we're pretty pumped with how it ended. Thank you for that call. And I do not know if we'll do it again next year. I do not know if I'll be invited to do it again if yeah. they do it again next year. But it went over pretty well, and I did not get COVID from being there. <laughs> how about that? Things are looking up. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Well, so this is cool. A new report says that Keanu Reeves donated 70% of his Matrix salary to cancer research. Now, this is way back in the day. I think he got $10 million up front for the movie, 1999, and then $35 million when the movie became like a huge hit. So 70% of that, that's $31.5 million to leukemia research. What's wild is this is not a new story. I've seen it resurface. But it's part of the reason that people fell in love with Keanu early on oh. is because this had been out there that he donated almost his whole check to cancer research. Well, so his sister, Kim, she had leukemia. So that's why he it was so close to him. And she got, she from 1991 to 2001, she was dealing with it. And 2000 and on, she's been in remission. But cancer research is still near and dear to his heart, and he still supports it to this day. America's favorite actor. Yes. Yeah. I've said that for a long time. Before it became cool to love Keanu, you got to make fun of me for loving <laughs> Keanu. Admit it. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I have. Thank yeah. you. And now who all loves Keanu? We all do. Of Everybody. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what else? So are you familiar with Taste-O-Vision? 
Mm. Is it when you lick your TV? Ooh. Yes. That's really exactly really? what it is. Yes, this Japanese professor professor has invented a lickable TV screen that lets viewers taste food as they see it on TV. Weird. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd be into it, but it could work for like ver- students that are even taking cooking classes virtually. They can look and kind of taste things. Here's what I would want it to be if I were to take part in something like this. You would need to go and buy different film, like a clear film sheet. Yeah, it's on a film. Yeah, and then you lick it and then you peel it off. Yeah. It's a film slide. And you lick it again, you peel it off, and then you put new film up after that. You can't just lick as everybody comes up and has a lick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know if it's like replaceable like you're has saying. has to be, right? Can you imagine he invents this during COVID? He's like, that's a great idea, guys. We all lick the same screen. It's got to be some sort of like you peel off the film after you lick it. But uh, pretty neat. I mean, it could take cooking shows to like the next level. You could watch Top Chef and taste what they're making. See, I mean, that's cool. You're thinking two, three years from now. I'm thinking 10 when you're in VR and you're eating using the licky screen. Oh, wow. You're seeing the food. You're licking the screen. You feel like you're actually eating. Mm. It's not a TV show. It's like living in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Maren Morris, she played a game of 21 questions, and I pulled some of the questions that I thought were interesting. And I'm going to read Maren's answer, but then, Bobby, I also want you to answer it, too. Okay. Okay, uh, favorite movie to watch over and over? Maren said Fight Club. I don't really watch movies over and over. I've watched The Office over and over, and if I... About once a year, I'll rewatch Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey just because it's my favorite movie. But I don't watch a movie over and over. Maren's biggest fear is cockroaches. Yours. Oh, heights. Yeah. Wildest thing you've ever done? Marin said riding in a fighter jet with Thunderbirds. Uh, Probably skydiving. Yeah. I hated it. I hate heights. I did it without telling anyone. did it by myself. A bad habit you've overcome? Marin said biting her nails. Uh, getting angry and tweeting on Twitter. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah, like fighting people good. on Twitter. I go after anybody. <laughs> I stopped doing that. A weirdest thing in your closet? Marin said a bunch of fake hair. <laughs> Uh, leotard from Dancing with the Stars that I wore on the show. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Do you if ever you d- put that back on? No, but if you didn't know the story and you walked into my closet, you would think either A, it's Caitlyn's, or B, uh, I don't know if I want to know. That's what you'd think. Yeah. And uh, just quickly about Mary, and she's going to be on tomorrow as our Friday morning conversation. So that'll be cool talking about her new song, Circles Around This Town. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Okay, so this is a heartwarming story between this woman that lives at her house and a UPS driver. He's dropping off packages, and it's clear to him that they just had a new baby. So he looks into their doorbell cam and sends them a little message saying, hey, congrats on the baby, wishing them well, blah, blah, blah. I'm a new dad. Well, they saw the video, and Jessica, the mom that lived there, thought, well, this is a really cool video. I'm just going to share it to my Instagram. Well, it went viral. Then she wanted to find out who he was, and because it was viral, UPS heard about it, and they reached out to her and said, oh, that's our driver, uh, Dallin Harrell. And so then next time he delivered her a package, she had some gifts for him because, you know, he's a new dad. And she went a step further. Not only did she buy gifts, but she put his baby registry up online. So strangers started sending him baby presents. He said it's just the coolest thing yeah, ever. That's pretty cool. Probably had no idea it was coming either. Like he didn't do it to ask no, for something. No, of course not. But what not. do we learn here? Always ask for things at people's doorbell cams. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. he didn't ask you never for anything. Know. Send I, a nice message. I see a lot of viral videos on doorbell cams. <laughs> yeah. People are like, especially drivers, like doing a little dance yeah. or something. Those are always fun to me. Mm-hmm. But that's what, you, if you see a doorbell cam, go talk to it. Yeah. You never know what You never happen. know what's going to happen. All right, good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
It's time for the morning corny, but we get to try to figure it out today. Yes. It is the investigative morning corny. We try to investigate the answer. 90 seconds on the clock. Amy, are you ready with the question? Yep. Here we go. The morning corny. What do you call a temper tantrum thrown by a snowman? A temper tantrum by a snowman. Frosty is probably the most famous snowman, right? Uh, Yeah, he's the only snowman. Melt. Melt down. Oh, melt down. (laughs) Is that that it? Do we walk right into it that easily? That's it. (laughs) Wow, that may be a record. We did that in like 13 seconds. Quite honestly, I think that is a record. Uh, okay, well. So right. I can do another one if you okay, have time. Okay, let's see if we can go two for two. Okay. We've never gone two for two. Go ahead. Which month does the Brady Bunch like the most? Which month? January. Jan- January. Jan. Oh, Jan. Jan. I mean, gosh. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Two <laughs> Should for two. Should we try three? Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Where do you find Google in January? Google. Website. On the web. Where do you find Google... In January. Mm-hmm. The north, second, third. Google. I mean, you got first. the first two so Where do fast. you find Google in January? Man, I don't or, even know Where do you Google start. anything the web. in January? The web. Yeah. yeah. The internet. Computer. Online. On your phone. Online. The internet. AOL.com. Google January. Amy's like tapping her pen so... Well, aggressively. You're getting close with the internet. The internet. The interweb. No. The, the <laughs> January. Cold. 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 cold Winternet. Cold. Yeah! The winter. Oh, oh, whoa. Wow. Holy crap. Wow. I couldn't believe you got it. <laughs> the winternet. Y'all got three for three. Woo! I don't know if we got it in time or not, that third one. But you know what? Good day for us. Yeah. Wow. All right, do the thing. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Eddie's losing his voice. Right now. It's not coming back. All right, uh, let's talk to Carly in Tampa, who is on the phone. Hello, Carly. Good morning. What's going on? Oh, I was just uh, calling in because um, I'm going to the concert you guys are doing in um, at the Plant City Strawberry Festival, and I'm taking my daughter for the first time. She's four and a half. It's oh. her first concert. So and um, my mom's going with us, and she took me to my first concert when I was six. So. Oh wow! So you're bringing her first ever concert for her whole life. People are gonna go. What was your first concert? <laughs> the raging idiots. It's gonna be the raging idiots. <laughs> we are coming to Plant City, Florida, March 12th. If anyone else wants to come for their first concert, RagingIdiots.com. Get tickets there. First concert ever. Go, Amy. Um, it was Amy Grant. Eddie. Clint Black, South Padre Island Convention Center. Mine was Diamond Rio at Magic Springs. But I was talking to L.V. Shane, and we were talking about the first concert that, not that we were taken to, but that we spent money on. The first concert I ever spent money on, my own ticket to get there, was John Fogarty in Little Rock at, nice. at, at the amphitheater. You remember that first you ever spent money on? Probably in sync. Your own money? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I was 19, maybe. Yeah, I was 17 probably when okay. I saw John Fogarty. Eddie? Pearl Jam. I mean, I, one out of the eight concerts I've been to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Carly, we can't wait to see you. <laughs> Me oh, either. Sounds like I your daughter so in the background excited, now. So. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yes, Yeah, Eddie. she was wanting to say hi, but do we have like a second to where she can say hi? Sure, put her on. Stay in silence. She's shy. All right, well, maybe, <laughs> oh, hi. maybe we'll see her in person uh, coming up March 12th. <laughs> 
A North Carolina man won $1 million from a Christmas gift lottery ticket. Oh. How many tickets have you been gifted over the years, Lunchbox? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds. Never won anything like that. Like this Christmas, I won $22. The ticket turned out to be a $1 million top prize winner. Oh. He chose to take the winnings as a one-time lump sum payment of about $600,000. Do you think the person that gave him that lottery ticket feels like, maybe not that they're owed anything, but maybe in the Christmas spirit, they should be gifted a little something back? Oh, I for sure would always gift back. If someone gave me something and I won big, I'm going to give back to them because it's so cool. I wouldn't have won that if they hadn't spent their money to gift it to me. I don't have to, but I want to. And you know when you give a gift, you can't expect anything in return. So if you're the giver, don't expect it. If you gave me a lottery ticket and I won a million dollars, scratching it off. I would not expect for you to share with me. But, but deep down, would. you would. But he would, because he's doing the right thing. <laughs> but is that the right thing? Yeah. See, that means she right really thing. thinks. Yeah, she, she does yeah, think yeah. that. No, 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 if no, you no. think that's the right thing, <laughs> it is. But I think I it's the nice thing. I don't think it. it's the, it's just like loaning family money. I don't expect the money back, but it'd be nice for them to pay me back. Well, if I loan money, I expect it back. No, you don't. You you're the no, no, main. That, but that's giving money. If I loan it, I expect okay. it back. But I'm not going to let when they can't pay it back. I'm not going to let that break the relationship. Right. Okay. Me neither. Not just like if you don't give me 10%, I'm not going to let that break our relationship. All right. UPI is the source of this story. Now, Abby, you gave me this ticket, right? Oh, I'm going to be- make sure. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Yes. It's a $20 scratch off. Millionaire Jumbo Bucks went mm-hmm. up to $1 million. Pretty this isn't cool. a joke ticket, right, Abby? This no, is one. it's not. Oh, that would be terrible. Joke. Did you get <laughs> it at the gas station? That. I did. Uh huh. Oh, there has to be regret for that person that gave the million dollar ticket. They're like, why did I give them that, kept that one? Yeah. Okay, so I've scratched the top numbers already, but now I'm going to scratch the ones. If they match, I'm going to win the cash. Oh my okay. God. Do you want to hear the top numbers or you don't care? I do like, care. Like, real quick? Oh, yeah, Just we care. Okay, there's 34, 27, 13, 42, 43, 37, 24, and 38. Ooh. You're not going to remember that. Got it. We go first number 17, no winner. 45, no winner. Wait, no, no. All right, 45, no winner. 47, no winner. Oh, oh man, that's not good. Oh, I, I won something. I got a jumbo. It says jumbo. Oh my god. Oh, my god. What, does, what that does that mean? Double? It says five times. Yep. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, Do you want to see this? Because I haven't scratched the, the money oh, off dude. of it yet. Look, it says jumbo. I'll come back to it at the end. I yes. Hate. How does it says jumbo? It may be two dollars on the yeah. bottom. It but, ain't two dollars. But it says jumbo five to oh I'm coming back to that one. Let's, let's go. go. I'm gonna win some money no. here today. So let's say it is if it is two dollars, it's just two times five? Yeah. Okay. Or if it's a hundred dollars, it's five hundred dollars. All right, here we go. Next up. 46, no winner. 31, no winner. Lunchbox, be happy for him. 20, no winner. 44, no winner. 33, no winner. Jumbo. I know. I don't like to think about the jumbo. jumbo. <laughs> I'm going to go scratch the jumbo at the bottom of that. How many are you uh, supposed to match? 16. I don't even know. Just one. Just, all you have to do oh. is one number. Hey, Lunch, and he's scratching them down. He that's, doesn't go across. That's already. the weirdest strategy ever. There's no strategy. It's all the same. Okay, I have oh, like yeah. six left. 36, no winner. I don't really see me winning except going back to that jumbo. Yeah, jumbo's the winner. You don't need to scratch anymore. 14, no winner. Is jumbo rare? Yeah. I got another jumbo. I got another jumbo. You got two jumbos? I got another jumbo. Yeah. What? I got a second jumbo. <sighs> I got a second jumbo. Abby's kicking herself right now. <laughs> no, 
Oh, it says five times. I got two jumbos. Let's oh. go. Which jumbo are you gonna do first? Come on, dude. What's the prediction? Lunchbox? What's gonna be under the jumbo? The first jumbo is gonna be two dollars, and the second one's gonna be two dollars for a total of twenty bucks. To get my money back. Yep, get your money back. Well, you're being a, a hater theory. with that prediction, huh? Yep, absolutely. Would hate to see you get a million dollars here. Okay. Here we go. Oh. I bet it's gonna be ten thousand. <gasps> Can you imagine if yeah. I won ten thousand dollars on this show? No, you win. I'd pee everywhere and then walk out. <laughs> no, it would be pee? ten thousand yeah. under jumbo I'd bones. Pee. I'd pee everywhere and walk out. Why? And then I would Wait, like what is come wrong back with tomorrow. You? But that would just be yeah. a fun moment. It like, would be. Yeah. I don't know how Who urine got involved. But <laughs> Scuba. Okay, first jumbo. The scratches. Oh my gosh. Come on. Big money. Well, I'll tell you this. Hey, you're not smiling. He ain't it's smiling. more than two dollars. Oh man. <laughs> Times five. What? Times five. But it's yeah. not a lot. Yeah, it's more than two dollars. It's more than five dollars. No way! No way! Okay, so give me ten. Oh my god! Is it, oh wow. Okay, the first one. Oh. It's five times ten dollars. You want okay? Fifty dollars. No. I've already hit for fifty dollars. How do okay. you have the most luck in the world? All the it time. It is unbelievable. But I have one Always. more jumbo to go. Let's go. Let's go, jumbo. Yeah. All right, second one. Uh, we already know what it is. How much does it have to be for Abby to get a cut? Thousand dollars. Abby's getting <laughs> at least the second jumbo is five times ten dollars. Okay. This is a one hundred dollar ticket. No we way! won on the air. Yeah. That's good. Wow, Abby, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. I just wow. don't understand. Okay. What, what do you not understand? I, I don't understand how you of all people have the most luck in the world. Like any you Amy, Amy, who has the most luck you know? Bobby. Bobby. Bobby for sure, but technically Abby bought it. Hey Abby, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this to you. you can no, you're no. not. Yeah, Stop. No. Stop. <laughs> Why are you giving her a hundred dollars? Abby, you, you can have the ticket. Abby, come and take the ticket. It's your gift. I can't take it back. I would like to gift you this one hundred dollar ticket, Abby. I can't. Take it, Abby. Take Don't it, take it, Abby. Really? Don't no, take it, Abby. Can't. Abby, just this leave it there. Test. Leave it in the studio. <laughs> you're she said this is a test. Abby's got a mask on, by the way, because she had COVID recently. I know. Sorry, guys. Oh my Following the rules. I would like to gift you this ticket. Why? If you would like to have it. Don't take Abby, it, Abby. 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 I want you to have okay, it. Okay. Okay. Yes. I tried. I know. I tried. But no, I wouldn't feel right taking it. So. You, Abby, you are. Can I give the ticket away in a game? Yes. Uh, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> give it to me. Yes. 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 Let's play a game. No. What's the game? <laughs> what color sweatshirt is I wearing? Red. I win. Do <laughs> oh you want to play? We can, we can play a game on the ball. Okay. The hundred. The hundred number ball. Yeah. Can I be in the game? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to give you the ticket, Abby. <laughs> I know. Okay. Everybody guess a number. Pick say it out loud. Go, Amy. 42. 47. 21. 36. Uh, 55. Uh, 7. Okay. Mike, can we get one out? Does everybody remember these numbers? Yeah, yeah I yes. got mine. Did anyone pick a number in the 40s? Yes! I did. Yes! I yes, I did! 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 Yes, He's going to die if it's, it's not 42. 49. Oh, yeah. It's not 49. That's it's fine. not 48. Oh, Here we go. It, what'd you pick? 42. 42. It's not 41. Yeah. Let's go. Let's die. go. Come on. It's huh? not 43 or 44 oh, or 45 no. or 46. What? It's one of our numbers. It's one of our numbers. I'll be so mad at that. This is crazy. Oh, man. This is crazy. Come on! If he wins it. So, what's your number, Amy? 42. Your number? 47, baby! <laughs> the number is 
40. That's it, 40. Ah! Oh, <laughs> no. You didn't oh, say that I forgot about yeah. 40. Okay, Hilarious. <laughs> oh, we were so uh, close. All right, well, I'm going to keep this take. Abby, thank you for the $100 gift. You're welcome. Nice job, Abby. What a great gift. Wow, 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 wow. Two winning tickets for the $632 million Powerball was sold in California, Wisconsin. So there you go. If you have a ticket and you're wondering if you won the $632 million, well, I hate to break it to you, you didn't. Unless you're listening in California or Wisconsin, which could be. But they were sold. Each ticket is worth $316.3 million wow. as an annuity. Or you can get the lump sum after it's split of $225 million. Whoever has the two tickets will split the big prize, which is the seventh largest jackpot in the history of the game. You weren't going to win. Here's the fun of the lottery. Having a chance. You really don't have a chance, but it's that moment where you spend the money... And your heart flutters a little bit thinking about, <laughs> what if I win? Like, that's what you get for buying a lottery ticket. The heart flutter of, what if? Because it's never going to happen. But those people probably thought it was never going to happen to yeah, them. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Cool. I know. But it's, it's like one in 250 million. Yeah, no, it's crazy. You have the a better, dreaming about it's really cool, too. You have a better shot of getting struck by lightning, literally, than winning the lottery. <laughs> so if, there's, if it's raining a little storm, you go walking outside... That lightning bolt's going to hit you before you win the lottery. But yeah, yes, the, what you buy by buying a lottery ticket is that little flutter of your heart going, ooh, what if I win? Yeah. You're not going to win. But hey, look at that. It's fine. You, you spent five bucks. I know. Unless you're a lunchbox and you spent 100 <laughs> And you can Every two weeks. <laughs> uh, all the show's coming out in January. And I pulled this because Cheer is coming back in less than a week. It's season two of Cheer, which is... What's the name of that college? Navarro. The, yeah, Navarro mm-hmm. College, a junior college down in Texas. And I love season one. How do we feel about season two coming back? I feel I feel like it's been a minute. <laughs> so, I mean, I know they had to postpone things because of COVID, but I guess I'm, I am I will dip my toe in and see if I'm interested. I'm just not as interested as, as I would have been if it followed immediately. Yeah, I loved the show season one. Yeah, it was so good. But I'm going to admit, I'm like, okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I get into it. Maybe I won't. But remember that one kid? He got in trouble for... Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, yeah. he got in trouble for, like, child, yeah. you know, dirty no. stuff. Mm-hmm. Ladarius. Like, I know too much already. How do I still remember this stuff and I can't remember other important things? <laughs> but they addressed that in the show. Yeah. I think. They, oh, in this season? Yeah. They'll, okay, good. I mean, you can't do the can't show not. and not. Right. But that comes out on the 12th. On the 13th, Peacemaker <laughs> comes out on HBO Max, which is John Cena's character from The Suicide Squad. Uh, How I Met Your Father on Hulu. On the 21st, here's the other one. Season four, the premiere of Ozark, which I'm very excited about. Finally. What's the day again? January 21st. Okay. But what's happening there is they've split it into two parts. Season four, part one. Season four, part two. That's actually season five. Right. I don't know why they did that. If they're going to make us wait, it, even if the storyline's exactly the same, if there's a break, well, that's, that's another season. But that comes out January 21st, and then Billions on January 23rd. Ooh. I don't watch Billions. Oh, I do. So good. Are you all the way caught up on that show? I don't really know for sure. I guess I would have to go back and see where I am. But that that the guy, the Brady, the guy, he was in Homeland. Yeah, I see that. I don't. I just haven't watched the show. Well, um, Caitlin's birthday was yesterday. My my wife and we did stuff throughout the day. You know, I, I woke her up. I had her gift as soon as she was awake. I sent a, a masseuse over to the house. You know, wow. during the show, nice. we did stuff all day long, um, and I had a surprise party planned for her last night. 
But I knew if I just left it to chance, she was going to figure out that she was getting a surprise party. And so I had to kind of play and let her know there was some sort of surprise. So I told her, I said, okay, it's me and you. We have a couple that's we're really close to and, and one other friend. I said, us five are going to dinner, but I can't tell you anything about, about that dinner because it's a surprise. And so she thought, okay, there's something happening at dinner with us five that's a surprise. So because I kind of put that carrot over the over her head, like a horse, you know, a little <laughs> yeah. string over the she was kind of chasing that carrot. Like, I wonder what's the surprise at dinner. Is the salt bay gonna come? That oh, guy? Oh yeah. She was oh. you know, being funny. <laughs> but because I kind of gave her the old misdirect, she didn't see the surprise party coming. And so we went, there were like what, 15? 18 people. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All of our extremely cl- close group that hangs out already and her family came in. And so surprised her. It was great. It was a Wednesday night, so we didn't party that hardy. We went to what, 8.30? Yeah, 8.15? Yeah, well, it, was from, it was from like like 6 to 8.15, 8.30. But it was really great. And I got her. And I can never get her. She fi- It was almost spoiled because her uncle texted me about 30 minutes before we left and he was going to come in. But I saw it pop up on my phone, and she was sitting right beside me. Uh-oh. We were playing cards right before uh, we left. And I took my phone and just turned it over like that. And I was like, I know she saw that her uncle just texted me. And so I had to go like, oh, we're talking some business stuff. But she was so caught up on trying to figure out the surprise at dinner, it never dawned on her that he was like, hey, here's a question about the party. Yeah. Because I don't text with her uncle a whole lot. It's not like... He's have not up in my top three. <laughs> you know how you have it, uh, you know, those on the new iPhone, you can actually put the people that you text with the most, make their picture big, and they always stay up top. Oh, like a pin them? Yeah, I pin them. I have Caitlin, Mike, and Eddie. And so, but their heads are on this too. You see the pictures of them. But I got through that. She didn't know it was coming and was pretty pumped about the party. Um, and then yesterday was a big day because I got the Bronco back finally, which we have an old Bronco. I think it's a 77 it took us forever to find it. We had it. We used it when we got married to drive off in. And about two days later, someone crashed into the side of it and almost totaled it. So it took six months. They built this thing back. The pictures are still up on my Instagram story if you want to see it. But Mr. Bobby Bones, the thing was yesterday, I mean, it's been cold. It's winter now. And I was like, oh, there's no top on that thing. So I was trying to find a day that wasn't 30 degrees. <laughs> But I had a huge coat on, and I'm driving with no top on. And people are looking at me like, why is this guy driving a top, a topless Bronco <laughs> in the winter? <laughs> I was freezing. I'm on the interstate. I'm like the guy in Dumb, you know, in Dumb and Dumber when they're freezing on the moped. <laughs> that was me yesterday driving the, driving the Bronco. But it's in the garage. We don't plan to drive it until it gets warm again. But big day yesterday. It's pretty good. We got, we got Caitlin's party. It was her birthday. She's 30 now. We got the Bronco back. That was a good birthday present. We did it all. I mean, I know that wasn't her present, but fun that she got it back on her birthday. Well, it's mostly my present. <laughs> so I got me a present back on her birthday. No, it, it, it is both of us for yeah. sure. Um, your day yesterday, Amy, how was it? It was good. I had a pretty, I mean, I just had some different meetings and a lot of meetings with teachers and schools and trying to figure out what's going on with school, which our school is canceled today and tomorrow. For bad weather? Yeah. And oh, it's snowing. We have oh, snow oh, here. Yay! Oh, here it comes. It we, moved in. We've had to make a lot of changes here on the show because it's supposed to snow really bad today. 
And Eddie was cursing an app that he had. He goes, this thing said it was going to start snowing in 10 minutes. Why did it, I pay this? It's it supposed a- to be accurate. I paid $3.99 for this thing or $2.99 a month for this thing. I'm like, you better tell me exactly when it's going to snow. Eddie, it missed it by six minutes. <laughs> hey, yeah, not bad. maybe. Not even. Not bad. It gave I mean- Eddie like a New Year's Eve <laughs> countdown to the first flake and it didn't snow. And Eddie's Pretty like, cool. I paid for I mean, it's snowing hard here. Wow. Like, if you look at the map where we are, there's a huge snowstorm that's going to snow for the next six, seven hours. I um, mean, we might get three to five inches, I think. Mm-hmm. So I hear. Yes. I don't know about Eddie's app, but that's what I heard. <laughs> not what the app says, guys. <laughs> so you met with your kids' school. They're not having school. Oh yeah, there no we're no school, so that was that's fun. Um, you know, it's like Christmas break continues for them, and then yeah, and then I went to the party. Which it didn't snow, it didn't rain. We're good. It's no. all it's all starting today, and it is coming. To, we don't get a lot of snow where we live. Maybe once a year. So when it does snow, everything shuts down. So for all of our listeners in Wisconsin or Boston, I don't need your I, I don't need you right now. Hit me up on, on Instagram being like <laughs> that's, that's nothing. nothing. <laughs> all of our North Dakota friends, we know we get it. You guys live with it. You have the infrastructure to go in and clean the streets, live your life. You all got big trucks. Um, the people that have big trucks in Nashville are mostly country music artist posers who just have it to look cool. Mm-hmm. They don't really need it, except for Keith Urban. No, some of them actually use them. Why well, no? I just didn't want to call him a poser. No, a lot of country music artists that have huge trucks are posers, and they don't actually need that big truck. <laughs> oh, is that what the poser means? Yeah, they're posing as someone who needs a big truck to do big things. Oh, okay. No, they just want to be seen in the big truck because they're a country music singer. Right. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what are they posing as? Like, what do people use big trucks for? Well, to haul stuff. To, to haul stuff or to show that they got a little pee-pee. <laughs> oh, see? That's what I was trying to avoid. So who are those guys? <laughs> well, let me list them. Top five people. Stop. <laughs> okay, okay. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There's a group of first responders in Florida, and for the third year in a row, they go and they have breakfast. And there's a bunch of police officers, firefighters, EMS people, and their friends and families, and they have a huge breakfast. And at the end of the breakfast, they all collect money for a big tip, and then they surprise the server with, hey, you got a big tip. They call it the big tip breakfast. And they did it over the Christmas break, and the waitress, she comes up, and she gets the the tip. It's four thousand dollars and of course she starts crying and says oh my gosh my daughter has cancer like this is the perfect time for this money so it's awesome they've done it for three years in a row and they say they're not stopping well now if they come in they're gonna be fighting to wait tables on them they know who they are right like this (laughs) oh this is it this is the first responders from florida yeah i want to take that shift boss but i'm thinking the server when she sees this big group she's like oh great but what's weird to me is it takes more than one server to serve such a big group yeah Maybe, well, they said they knew about her story. Got it. So, so they that pinpointed makes sense. her. They, yes. they went and tipped her Correct. specifically. I like that. That's a good one. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Thank you guys for hanging out with us. There are so many places you could be. You'd be listening to a lot of stuff right now, but that you're with us, we are so appreciative. So thank you very much. We hope that we feel like we're your friends. That's the goal. That you feel like you know us. And that it's borderline creepy. Not full creepy, but borderline creepy. <laughs> yeah. Same. Because I feel that with podcasts I listen to, hmm. they don't even know I exist. But I listen and I'm like, <laughs> classic. <Yeah. laughs> totally him, right? <laughs> so we hope you feel that way with us. Uh, Andrea is on the phone right now. Andrea in Austin, welcome to the show. What's going on? Good morning, guys. So I just had a little fun fact about your mailbag today. So the husband that's upset about the Christmas decorations... So January 6th is actually National Take Your Christmas Tree Down Day. 
Oh, today oh, today oh. is national. I'm oh. seeing it now. Mike D just handed me this. If you've still got a festive fire hazard in your living room, it is a good day to get rid of it. Today, <laughs> and thank you, Andrea, is National Take Down Your Christmas Tree Day. Um, if you have a fake tree, feel free to live it up or to, to leave it up because that won't burn down as quick. Yeah, hey, and live it up. Mine's yeah, real. Both, both. What? What? It's a fire hazard. Why? Because they dry they out. They dry out. But I still water it. You're still watering your tree on the 6th? You're a psychotic. <laughs> Amy doesn't want it to die. Please, don't die. <laughs> Andrea, have you taken yours down? Um, Yes, I am, only because my two-year-old keeps telling me to plug in the lights, and I'm kind of over it. Um, mm. I know he enjoys it, but I definitely this weekend, not today, maybe. They say most Christmas tree fires happen in January. Oh, so it's the lights get the and the tree is dry and then it heats it up and catches fire. I don't know that the lights do it, but well, anything what? can do it. Ooh. I mean, for example, I'm nervous now. For example, if you have your lighter up in your house watching like a Pink Floyd concert, <laughs> right, and it catches the tree on yeah. fire. Yeah, I but can I was see thinking that happens. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm assuming there are a lot of things that catch it on fire. Okay. Let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. Talking about fires, last night we left the house and Caitlin goes, oh, "I think I may have left my curling iron on." Oh, it's the worst feeling. She said, "I probably didn't." Mm-hmm. But I really think I could have left my curling iron on. And now I'm a big believer of, okay, most of the time, do you leave your curling iron on? She goes, no. I said, then you didn't. You're fine. Like, even though you can't remember doing it, like, what do you normally do? She's like, well, I unplug it. I da da da. I said, okay, well, then we're just going to settle with that. Also, we were on the way to her uh, surprise party. We couldn't turn around. You guys were all waiting. And so we left it. We came back. It wasn't plugged in. But let me ask you this. Can a curling iron, a newish curling iron, catch on fire nowadays? And if so, why haven't we developed a better curling iron? Okay, I don't know the answer to that exactly, but I guess it would assume like if there's maybe a piece of paper nearby and it were to get too hot, I don't know what would happen. You're doing your taxes I, right next to your, your hair? <laughs> or like a napkin or a tissue. Like you but may you, have a tissue there. I, I'm not sure what would cause it or just it being plugged in without any supervision. Could something happen with the plug and the spark? I have had to turn around and go back home and, uh, you know, to double check myself. But what I have found later is now I have products that automatically turn off if you haven't moved them. So if you're not using them within like 15 minutes, they turn off on their own. If we can make a convection oven, yeah, which can cook without actual heat to the hand so you don't burn yourself, can we make a curling iron that doesn't catch the house on fire? Like for me, I guess what I worry about at times is we have a, a small little cabin in Arkansas back home that we will go to if we're going to stay in Arkansas or we're going to drive to Oklahoma, we'll just stay there for the night. I worry sometimes that anything left plug in, plugged in for a month, it's just going to go pop, tss, boom, and the whole place catches yeah. on fire. Uh, my friend in fourth grade, her house burned down because of a lamp timer. But that's old school, yeah, right? Yeah, that was like in the 80s. I can't, can't we, right, no, and yes. Fourth grade was 90s. And the same thing with the curling iron. Sh- I'm, I'm assuming in 1973, you just curl <laughs> your hair something catches on fire. Totally. I mean, it's like, all right, what's <laughs> Anything. <laughs> yes. We should have a curling iron. Okay. We should have ovens. We should have things now that you can just accidentally leave on, and you don't have to worry about the place going up in flames. My son always wants to leave his clapper plugged in. You know, the... Mm-hmm. Turns the lights on and off, but it's plugged into the wall, and I always go around and unplug it because I'm scared it's going to catch the house on fire. That's because we live in a generation where that happened. Okay. I wonder, and Morgan still may be in, in our backside of that generation a little bit, but Morgan, when you leave the house, do you worry about things burning your house down? I mean, not really because all of my technology for for most of my life has been like automatic right, or turned off. Rub it in. Next, next, <laughs> next, next story. 
Okay, but that's that's interesting because you're how old, Morgan? I'm 28. Like so maybe, maybe when I was a kid, but I don't really remember. But in my like teenage adult life, no. Or a solid 10 plus years older than her. So maybe that's gone now. I did see another retro story coming. I'll save it till after the news. But something that we all took part in as kids that they're bringing back that I bet Morgan has no idea about. Oh. And I, I loved this program. Do you know what it is? No. Okay, we'll do it coming up in the next segment. The segment that we call the B segment of this hour. We'll come back to that. But I got to do the news. Let's go over and do that now. Bobby's Big Stories. By the way, Andrea, are you still there? I'm sorry. No, she dropped off. She dropped off. <laughs> she hung we up. took off on a whole other conversation. <laughs> She's like, I'm out of here. And I never <laughs> said thank you for calling. So, <laughs> so thanks, Andrea. Andrea, thank you very much. Uh, that big snowstorm that happened up near D.C., that they were on the road for 24 hours, remember? I-95. Yeah. So an Uber rider that was using an Uber and got stuck in that was hit with a $600 bill. But not really. Well, at first, yes. Oh, yeah. He's stuck in the car. Yeah. The car true. can't get off the road. You leave it running. So the big story was he got a $600 bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Uber then re- came back and said, oh, well, now that it's in the news, we're going to refund that money. Okay. Now that driver still needs to be paid because he was out there for a whole day. But that's his job. Surely there's some fine print. No, no. But, uh, but yes, he should get paid for doing his job. Oh, okay. Wow. That's what so Uber's going to pay him $600. Yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. Not $600. $600 is the total for the their cut, all cut. He still needs to get paid okay. because you're right. That's his job. Um, but the $600 uh, money has been refunded to the guy. Gotcha. But what if you're sitting in that in that storm and then you start to get held up like two hours, three oh. hours, and you're watching it go up on your phone? The meter? Like 42 <laughs> minutes. Or 42. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, that's from WTOP.com. The worst social media apps for your sleep are TikTok and Instagram. A new report found the worst social media app to use in the bed is, well, number one is TikTok. People who use it took an average of one hour and seven minutes to fall asleep before they put their phone down. Instagram was next at 58 minutes, and then Snapchat at 56. Now, I'm someone who likes to get on TikTok before I go to bed. This is what happens. And it's so great because, not, not all the time, not on work nights. You, Amy, just throw her arms out like I'm telling you. <laughs> well, because no, I'm on like, nights wait, where, you on nights where I can't sleep, on work nights, I go to bed. I don't get on TikTok. Okay. But if it's during the break, I would stay on TikTok. So you fl- it's only 15 seconds or 30 seconds. Occasionally, I'll get in one of those two-minute ones. <laughs> the stories. But it's just so easy to go to the next one. You lose track of time. But now, all of a sudden, one comes up and the lady goes, hey, I see you've been spending a lot of time on TikTok. Let's take a break. Like, it comes up on TikTok. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's hilarious. I've never seen How that. How long do you have to be on there for that to happen? <laughs> Dang, dude. <laughs> like, well, however long it is, I've done it. Okay, she comes on and she's like, I, she's like, I'm worried about you, bud. <laughs> I've never seen Hey, her. well, good for TikTok. That's, that's good. Uh, from oddityscentral.com, a man falls in love with a robot, hopes to marry it. Oh, my gosh. It's a humanoid robot. An Australian man who has given up on finding a human partner claims to have found the next best thing, a humanoid robot called Emma... Ever since his mom died a decade ago, this guy named Jeff had only had his dog. And a couple years ago, I read an article about robots powered by AI, looked into them, about $4,000, pretty lifelike, fell in love. Even though they aren't legally married, Emma does wear a ring on her finger, and Jeff likes to think of her as his robot wife. And he'd love to one day be the first person in Australia to marry a robot. I feel bad. That I mean, that's a pretty lifelike robot. Looks like Paris Hilton, Lloyd, huh, Mike? Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's a pretty lifelike robot. Wow. Um, 
I feel bad for this guy. He's lonely, obviously, and he's looking for something not to feel lonely. And so it is easy to go, wow, that's weird. And I'm going to do that real quick. Wow, that's weird. But still, it's like this guy's just lonely and sad and looking for anything to help fill that void. Mm -hmm. And if it's a robot, he's just got a robot and he's not doing other creepy stuff, whatever. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he could just talk to someone and, you know, do a little bit of therapy and then maybe be in a place where he could have a relationship. Maybe he, he wants spent companionship. all that money on therapy on his robot. Can't afford that. Oh, wow. $4,000. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's weird. That's why it's from a site called Oddity Central. <laughs> but I, oh. I, I feel bad for him because I know what it's like to feel lonely. And you're just looking for anything, yeah. a book, a video game for him, a robot to not feel lonely. Uh, but yes, that could have been you, man. Wah, wah. <laughs> and I was—I should—I should laugh and be like, "No, nah, man." But it could have been, been you. A uh, bank is trying to get back 176 million dollars that it accidentally sent to customers. Yeah, that's crazy. Over Christmas, Santander Bank made what it looks like to be a 176 million dollar mistake. Scheduling issues led to about 75,000 people and companies being paid a second time in error, and all that together, 176 million bucks. The banks can retrieve the cash, but some are said to be worried that it may already have spent it, like right. Lunchbox would do. <laughs> yeah. uh, the money is still in the account, so we'll see what's up. The bank should go, Merry Christmas. Here's $176 million. Yeah. You just keep it. That's from The Guardian. Um, I should probably go to break. I'm not going to go to break it. I want to play this song because I really like this song. And on songs I really like, I want to make sure we get on the air. Uh, so let's close the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Bones. Pizza Hut is launching a new Book It bundle. Now, Book It, when I was a kid, you read books, you get a free personalized pizza from Pizza Hut. You got to take a test. A little personal pan pizza. Yeah, to prove that you could read the book. <laughs> oh. And we had a chart up on the wall. Like and, at school or home? Yeah, at school. school. Oh, I don't remember this. Oh, it was awesome. You're one year younger than I am. <laughs> Maybe just your school wasn't good. Oh, I yeah. think, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Pleasant Hill, Menchaca. That's where I went to elementary school. Was it elementary? Yeah. 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 No, so I don't know if we had it. I would read books. I like to read anyway. And then I got food. It's perfect. It's awesome. Yeah. They give you a little certificate. Go to Pizza Hut. Get you a personalized pan pizza. Uh, book it. You have it, Eddie? I would not read the books and take the test hoping I'd pass it and then never pass it and never get the free pizza. Mm. It, like, interesting uh, approach. Yeah. There was a book like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. They, it was a book of, of it, I guess, apparently. And so I was like, oh, I watched the movie. I can pass this, dude. I got like a 40. Never got my free pizza. Anyone else have book it at school? No lunchbox, no Ray, nothing? No, nope, no book I'm it in my school. <laughs> Mike, you I did. Yeah, okay. Had to try yeah. anyway to get free food. I had yeah, book so it that's, too. That's why we, Ray, you had it too? Yeah, it was really popular. I was always doing that for those pan pizzas. Uh, you can go to thebookitshop.com. You can go to Pizza Hut. But they're doing that again. They're donating money to schools. And again, you can get free food by reading books. Yes. Two things that are awesome, reading books and getting free food. That's the first thing. What else did I tease, Mike, before we went to break? Person who got suspended. Oh, yeah. From a website? Yeah, so what <laughs> happened is we were on the air, and a listener said, hey, can we have one of your Beanie Babies? And I have got two huge bags of Beanie Babies behind me. And I said, yeah, here's this one. And Lunchbox goes, don't give up that one. That one's worth a lot of money. So we said, okay, we'll give you a different one. Well, so we put this Beanie Baby up on eBay that could have been worth a lot of money, and they thought Mike was some sort of scammer because it was getting a lot of bids. And they pulled his account from what? From eBay. Yeah, suspended my account and but, pulled the listing down. And you had to call somebody. I had to call eBay. And what they said? Did a human answer? A human answered. Okay. And what? So what was the the situation? They had to make sure that I was a real person, verify my identity, and then verify what I was trying to sell. 
And after you told them, did they feel like you had a good explanation, you had a good product? Yeah, I waited on hold for about 10 minutes after they looked into it, and they put it back online, but took away all the bids. So where is this rare kangaroo with the baby kangaroo in the pouch? Yeah. There's an error. An error on the tag. On the tag. Where do we stand now? Back at $9.99. Oh, the original my price. goodness. What was it at? It was $149. Bucks. Come on. Mm-hmm. And we're going to donate the money. We're not keeping the money. To the organization that I adopted, Caitlin and I adopted Eller, our dog from. Um, so we're not keeping the money. So if anyone wants this, bid for it. Let's go. And if you want, we'll sign a letter of authenticity that we actually had it at one point. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how good it is or how real it is. But um, yeah, we'll put we'll, we'll retweet it and we'll re-put it up on Facebook if you want to bid on it. We can sign it too if you'd like. Uh, so that happened. This is Maggie who is on the phone right now. Maggie in Louisiana. Thank you for calling the show, Maggie. What's going on? Hi. Morning, studio. Morning. Hi. I was calling because um, for my then-boyfriend, now-husband's 30th birthday, I wanted to surprise him, but I know he was going to guess it because he can't surprise him with anything. So I went ahead and planned a week before his birthday. I planned a dinner with, like, close friends and um, family. And I knew he was going to know about it. So for that dinner, um, I also planned two weeks or a week after his actual birthday, I planned like an 80s uh, surprise birthday party. And I told him that it was our friend's engagement party. And they were throwing like an 80s themed party, yada, yada. So he knew about the dinner like I thought he would. And that night he actually proposed to me. So, of course, that was a surprise. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but for for the um, for the eighties, uh, the actual surprise party, we walked in, and everybody else surprised. And he was like, looked at me like shocked, like, "What's going on?" I said, "Well, happy birthday!" And he was like, "No way!" And uh, so he was very surprised. And everybody was like dressed up in wigs and whatnot, so he didn't recognize anybody. So he's truly, you know, truly shocked. So I pulled it off. Yeah, it's good. You surprised him a week after his birthday. Which, if you really want, like, I could surprise Kaylin by doing this in June. She'd have no idea. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thank you for the call, Maggie. Thanks for listening. And, hey, you know, we don't want to bury the headline here. You got engaged. That's awesome. Congratulations. Well, actually, that was, like, 10 years ago, so. Oh, well, never mind. You're married. Hey, (laughs) congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. (laughs) You still with them? Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I didn't know. She's like, yes, of course. I'm like, well. Um, Thank you, Maggie. Have a great day. (laughs) Odds are. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Where we are now, it is snowing like crazy. (laughs) And I mentioned a couple. It's coming down. By the time we leave, it's going to be inches. I mentioned a couple of uh, segments ago, maybe three segments ago, that we're not used to snow here. And when it snows... The city doesn't pay for a lot of snow equipment. Why would they? Because it doesn't snow here that often. And when it does, everything shuts down. Amy's kids aren't going to school. Your kids in school, Eddie? Uh, virtual. They yeah. were already virtual, though, because of COVID. Yeah. So mine aren't even virtual because they're not set up for that. We're just off. <laughs> and so whenever something like this happens, the group that lives closest to my house, just we have a, I have a huge studio in the house, so we're working from my house right now. And we're thinking, like, who's going to be able to drive out? Like, the, the, the questions are, who has four-wheel drive? <laughs> right. Eddie asked Amy, do you have four-wheel drive? She goes, well, I have a button that says snow. Like, that <laughs> well, should work, I guess. It has a snowflake on it, and I figure I just press that, and that, that'll that get me home. I just press it and go. Has it worked before? 
You don't know? Yes, I've driven in the snow before. Um, I mean, I've picked you up in a winter wonderland and, before. Amy, first of all, it was seven years ago. Still, and- I don't get credit for driving in the, like, very crazy conditions coming to get you because you didn't have four by four. I do now. Yeah. But but also Amy drives almost killed us because her, her window <laughs> windshield was iced over completely. Yeah. And we were looking to a tiny oh hole. I was about to have to roll the window down and stick my head out. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the worst. Uh Eddie has a Jeep. Yeah, so I'm good. Yours is good. Oh, I'm usually the only one that can move in my neighborhood, so I'm good. I'm gonna be fine getting home because you're home. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get milk. Oh, I don't have any groceries either. Yeah, and but Mike D's who I worry about. Yeah, brought my wife's car today. At least. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Okay, is it that big tires? It's a little better than mine. Yeah. Uh, so Mike lives here now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to some voicemails. What you guys can call and leave us a voicemail at any time, even if we're not on the air. Let's go to Laura from Oklahoma City. I was just curious. You don't advertise a lot of products on your station, and I was just wondering if you actually tried them out and actually recommend them. Any advice is appreciated. Thanks so much. Amy, what do you want to say about that? Yeah, I would say if you hear us endorsing anything, then we've tried it, and we're we don't. There's a lot we turn down because it doesn't fit. We we don't think it's going to work for us, and it won't work for others, so we turn it down. I don't use everything I endorse, but if I don't use it, someone I know does. Right. Okay. Says, hey, yeah. Hey, that's good. So, yeah, I think I have a couple of endorsements. Uh, tampons. I have a tampon endorsement. You use those, but well, you know they, no. you know they work. <laughs> You know they work. But that's a good point. That's a good way to put it, too. Yeah, like not every single thing. But there's sometimes where I get excited about something, but I have no idea, and I'll ask for like a sample, or I'll try it out, and then I don't have a great experience, so I pass on it. We do say no. We do turn down money a lot of times. Someone's like, hey, we'll pay you a lot of money to do this, and we're like, hmm. They've been trying to get me to do low T, and I I just don't have low testosterone yet. Like, I would. So you're saying this. When you do, you'll start to endorse it. Yes. If you hear me talk about, hey, I got low T, I've got low T. I'm not lying to you. Are you sure? You're not embarrassed of it? (laughs) You know, I promise. Okay. But that's good to know, because eventually you will. Right. And so when you do, people can believe it. Dude, they even tried to get me to do the, the little blue pill. Not there yet, guys. Do we do those ads here? They asked me to. What? They do? Yeah. yeah. For the Bobby Bone Show? Yeah. Or for like... That's what Eddie gets for being the oldest on the show. <laughs> I guess. They just go to him. But what they don't realize is I'm only one year older than you. Like, I'm not even that old. Uh, yeah, but you look 10, <laughs> ten at least. It's the beard. Yeah. I'm shocked that's a morning show option for our show. Sometimes Could commercials will come on the stream for people, and we don't have anything to do with that commercial. We're not on the voice of it. But depending on where you live, sometimes they'll assign a commercial to regionally. Yeah. If you're listening to the yeah. stream, and they're like, I can't believe you're doing a commercial now for North Korea. And we're like, we're not on us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why that's on there. We have nothing to do with it. Another one was e-cigarettes, like for real. And we're like, we don't smoke and we don't use e-cigarettes and we don't know why that's on there. And so, but we didn't have anything to do with that. Oh, yeah. yeah we turned on so much alcohol mm-hmm. stuff. I, yeah, for I me turned on too, a lot of money a, for a, that. It's a lot of bar. I mean, I don't drink. Right. We, I drink, but I just still don't feel... I'm like, oh, okay. I pass it to Morgan, too. <laughs> Remember when they came to me and wanted me to endorse crack? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that, stuff. Mike? That was a good yeah. Yeah. I, I, they I, didn't. I had a whole meeting with the dealer, and he was like, listen, man. <laughs> you met in an alley? He's like, <laughs> we met behind the IHOP, and he's like, listen, I'd really love for you to go on the air and just, just throw it in. Integration. Do an integration. Talk about how much you like crack. And I was like, you know, I don't think this is for me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
Um, I do have a couple stories that you, you guys brought it up, so let me get to them now. A nurse in COVID coma wakes up. She'd been in a coma because she got so sick with COVID after taking, or maybe it was, a, was it a he or a she? Because they gave her, they gave this person Viagra, huh? And it woke them up. That blue pill from Eddie. the coma. So here's the thing: maybe you, maybe you do that as an endorsement. No, Self-induced coma. I'm not there yet. We guys. hit you with the blue. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eddie. Well, I wonder no. if it works different on females and males. A nurse has woken from a 28-day COVID coma thanks to a little help from Viagra. It was a woman. I thought it was a woman. Wow. But then when I said Viagra, I thought maybe, maybe it was a, a dude. But then why would they give a dude Viagra for the real reason it's used <laughs> if he's in a coma? Uh, Monica is her name, spent four weeks fighting for her life after contracting COVID, and her colleagues thought it was worth a shot to give her an experimental treatment of Viagra. So doctors said, okay, here we go. She'd consented prior to being induced into the coma. So three days before her ventilator was shut off, she woke up. And she raised, she raised up and was standing firm. <laughs> okay, you made that up. I made that up. That one. But docs think that Viagra may have helped her condition by opening her airways and improving her blood flow. Wow. She's now recovering at home with her husband. Oh, makes sense. Because that's what it does on, in men, the blood I, flow? N- hey, no idea. Okay. I would think that's what it helps okay. with. Viagra originally may have been like a blood pressure medicine. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then they noticed, oh. They noticed everybody with high blood pressure has a four-hour. <laughs> That's crazy. The other one, because we mentioned this, a woman goes psycho using tampon serial numbers to catch her cheating boyfriend. What? How did she do that? I'm glad you asked. And we had mentioned I made a joke about me endorsing tampons. tampons. Right. And so I looked and I was like, dang, I have two stories that fit with this. Uh, a woman has gone to extreme lengths to uncover whether her boyfriend was cheating on her after she found a wrapped tampon that wasn't hers concealed in his home. Oh. Lois Sanders, 23, took to TikTok to reveal she found the tampon alongside a tube of mascara stuffed under a closet. Oh, ew. She. What? I mean, listen, those two together. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's enough one to know. Because yeah, he, he's not using a tampon. He may use mascara, but. He said he had no idea who the sanitary item belonged to saying it must have been left behind by the previous occupant of the place. She said she noticed there wasn't enough dust on it for it to have been lying there for a long time. So she contacted Tampax's manufacturer, Procter & Gamble, and sent the Tampax serial number of the, on the package that the tampon was made. And they said, based on the code, the tampon was made December 11th, 2019. There's a code on a wrapper? Saunders told her TikTok followers the date of the tampon creation far preceded the date that he moved into the room, and so she was satisfied that he was not cheating on her. Wow. And so it was made. Okay. That's crazy. I'm shocked that the company Amy, played ball. Amy oh just my pulled gosh. out a tampon. Amy just pulled out a tampon. <laughs> there it there, is. And there's a number on there. Uh, Whoa, I never noticed that before. Huh. TikTok. Well, look at her. That's from the New York Post. Yeah. I mean, not TikTok. TikTok didn't do it. And he wasn't cheating, right? That's what. That's good. That's what she confessed. That's what she thinks because of the date on the do those expire i don't think i don't i don't know question. never thought about it because i mean you you use them but i guess one from 2019 should be fine you know i would think like so, that's yes. only a few years and it's wrapped uh you guys can call us 877 right. 77 bobby <laughs> move on yeah it's just like when i make the jokes it doesn't feel real <laughs> amy's over here giving us the history of the tampon 1932, the first sanitary napkin was invented by Jonathan Tamponi. Sanitary napkin? And why was it invented by a dude? Walter Tamponanis. I 
wonder who invented it. Was it a man or a I woman? I bet it's close to that. Some dude with the last name. Felix. No, why couldn't it have been a woman? Tempani. <laughs> I mean, Earl Haas. Earl. Oh, well, that does, that's, Earl. Not a, that's not a funny story. Earl Haas. Was he like a doctor or something? Or just? It's funny. Somebody <laughs> named Earl. Some, somebody named Earl should have invented the tampon. <laughs> What's it say, Mike? I don't know. It was in 1931. Doesn't say his profession. Shout out Earl. He's just a dude. But you know, <laughs> professional women, weirdo Earl Haas. A lot of women these days are just wearing, um, like. What do they call them? Period Pads? panties. Oh, but we don't you know, have to talk about it. It might be gross for some people. No, I don't. I think we should normalize it. I'm not actually grossed out by tampons at all. Never. I was raised by all women. Yeah, I'm not either. But I Mom, want to be sensitive. To grandma, the fact. I don't be sensitive about anything. I think we should be normalized. We talk about it. Let's get. Let's get down and dirty. Here oh, we go. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> let's go. But it's never been something that I've been grossed out by because, again, sister, mm-hmm. mom, grandma, just a part of life. And so I always say, I also think they should just be free to everybody. I think that the government should fund free tampons to everyone because imagine that's something you can't afford. Imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's a thing. It's yeah. a good point. There are, t- you know, that, I mean, health insurance, to me, there are two things because of how I grew up. Food insecurity and health insurance. I didn't have health insurance and we didn't always eat. And so those are the things, like if I ever do run for office, that will be two of the things that I focus on mostly. Making sure that people can go to the doctor if they need it. Also, we went and I had to get a prescription uh, for something. Um, I have uh, brain issues, something I haven't talked about on the show, but I've talked about like some of the outer stuff, and I have to have a prescription for this. And my insurance only covers a, a very small part of it. And so I've got to pay like $210 a month. Oh, my gosh. With insurance. Now, imagine I didn't have insurance, and imagine I couldn't afford it. I would just have, and I couldn't all my life. Yeah. Like, I'm very blessed to be able to afford that now. But imagine you just couldn't have your medicine because you couldn't afford it. Now, when I say imagine, that's really happening to a lot of people in America. Mm -hmm. And so when I go, you know, eventually I want to run for office, it's not for the fame part of it that a lot of people are running for office now because I already have that. Whatever that notoriety part is, I got it, I'm good. But it's that part where people can't afford a medical bill if they get it or to go to even have a chance to get a medical bill or to pay for their insurance or to pay for their, um, their prescription needs or the most basic thing, to eat. But I put tampons in that medical thing. I like it. Because there should never be a time where you can't afford a tampon or something kind of in that category that you need to survive. I always forget to use this too, but we have, well, again, blessed to have insurance through our work, but they give us those credit cards, which are which is your funds mm-hmm. for your health care. And you can use that. Like if you go to I use it to movies. Target. I'll take two tickets to see <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> no, but if you're at the drugstore or the grocery <laughs> store, you can set it separate from your other food or whatever else you're buying or you're just buying that and you can pay for that out of that account. All right, Ray's telling me I have to go. Hey, okay. good segment though, guys. Yeah, okay. Good job, guys. Good Thank segment. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from North Carolina. An aspiring rapper walked into a car dealership and said, Hey, you see that Lincoln Navigator out there? If I rap really good for you guys, will you give it to me? They said, No, get lost. So he walked next door. There was a Frito-Lay truck. Guy was inside delivering, jumped in the truck and stole it. <laughs> stole the Frito-Lay truck? Yeah, and led police on an 80-mile high, high-speed chase. Wow. In a Frito-Lay truck? Yep, because <laughs> he couldn't get the Lincoln Navigator for being a good rapper, so he went for the next best thing. <laughs> It would be fun to watch someone run from cops in a Frito-Lay truck yeah. from a helicopter, as long as there was no crashing and nobody got hurt. That would be an interesting high-speed chase. Sometimes they'll cut in the news and show one of those L.A. high-speed chases. <laughs> you know what I watched on TikTok yesterday was a guy, it was a four-part series, and I rarely get roped into part two, three, or four. 
I get to end of part one, and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to go to the next one. But he had a deal, and I've often said I could do this. And I saw him do it with his, do it himself. Like he goes to a bounty hunter, a cop bounty hunter, and it's like, hey, I can run from you. You can't catch me. He says, so we'll take a day. You have like 12 hours. I get a one hour head start, and you can't catch me. Let's go. And the guy's like, deal. And so he, I think he worked for BuzzFeed. And so it's <laughs> him documenting his whole story as he's running from them. And so what he does is he immediately shaves his head, shaves it, he had a beard too, shaves his beard. He's like bald headed, no hair on his face. He puts on like a muscle suit underneath his t-shirt. So his head looks different, his body looks different. <laughs> and then he goes to like a makeup artist and they make him look a little different. And they can't catch him for like eight hours. And then he's like, let's level up a little bit. And so he goes and he goes back and works for the crew as a cameraman filming the cops looking for him. Oh, he's right there. He's right there. <laughs> and he's also giving them clues the whole time. And one of the clues was something about a shadow. And he was their shadow. And so he was like the camera guy. And they're like, all right, time's up. And the cops are like, dang, we couldn't catch him. And so he's like, yeah, man, I guess you never, you're never going to catch him. And he goes, because uh, it's me. And I was like, oh, I got him. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right, uh, Lunchbox, thank you. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. You want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Yesterday I get a call and I said, hello. And they're like, hey, is this Bobby? I was like, yeah. I said, hey, you have to be in the Raging Idiots, right? Uh, yeah. Hmm. They're like, hey, we have the show. It's a cable show. We need a band like The Roots has on Jimmy Fallon. Oh, like a house band. Yeah. And? They were like, would The Raging Idiots like to you know, be this band in the show? And I was like, is this a prank? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? They're like, we're shooting this month. And pretty famous people. Doing a show on cable. They were like, well, do you guys want to be the, the house band? And I was like, man, that's great. But no, we don't. But but I thought it was interesting that we got our first call. People are starting, that's to, think great. People are starting to think we're legit. We fooled everyone. This is crazy. That, well, so you just couldn't make it happen? No. I don't, I don't want to be a sidekick on a show. Oh, even uh, yeah. Even with yeah. the band. Trust me, it's not fun. And we don't really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's like all yeah. of us here. You don't want to be that guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is so lame. Who would want to do that? <laughs> and yeah, because I'd be like, oh, my God, I got more to say. Uh, but I thought it was pretty cool that they, they think the Raging Idiots are good enough. They've been listening to our music. They thought it'd be funny. And I was like, I mean, we have Eddie and I are the main two. We, mostly it's just us two. And we do comedy. We play our guitars. And we make people laugh. And then when we do big shows, we bring a full band out. We do comedy, then we do music and music comedy. But I just, I think we'd get there too, and they'd go like, "This is it." <laughs> <laughs> we only know two songs. <laughs> I know like six chords on guitar, and I'm all, and they're like, "Okay, sing us a song, get us out to break." And I'm like, uh, "Don't go shopping at Target." Uh, so, but I thought that was a pretty interesting call. That was pretty fun. Um, I told Caitlin, and she was like, "Seriously." Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same response. I think probably because Elf on the Shelf went viral on TikTok, Ooh, maybe, maybe our Christmas song. Uh, Raymundo contacted the one of the uh, publishing companies here, right, Ray, about getting paid on TikTok. Yeah, BMI, and they said they don't do it right now. Uh, they're still talking with TikTok. No artist has gotten paid from TikTok yet, and they said hopefully soon. Because I was like, I wonder how much money we're gonna make because Elf on the Shelf from the Raging Idiots went viral. I, was, I already went out and bought me a car with that huh? money I thought I was going to get. <laughs> so Ray was checking in for us? Yeah, he wrote an email that was like, hello, this is Cizan Raimundo. Oh, nice, yeah. Bobby Bones wants to know how much he's going to get paid for. <laughs> and they were like, nothing. TikTok's not paying anybody. Wow. Which is crazy to think they're using music without yeah. paying the artist for it. Now I get into it. <laughs> now I'm really, pa- I'm on, uh, I'm at Congress You're now. Lobbying. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Marin Morris on tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. 